Brother Stephen, you will be professing your perpetual profession today in our congregation during the last year of our 350th Jubilee celebrations. And as you profess your vows today, you will be, given, you will be giving your life to Jesus forever, as you just stated. And uh, to commemorate this day, we will be giving you your, the cross, uh, which was created during this Jubilee year, which symbol, has beautiful symbols of our charism. We just blessed that cross just before the Mass. But today, you'll also be given uh, the white habit, which was very beloved by our, our founder, St. Stanislaus, as a symbol of the Immaculate Conception. Now, this is something a little new. Um, members of our congregation wore this white habit for 200 years, over 200 years. Um, but then we have not worn this habit for over 100 years since the time of our renovation. The reason for not wearing it was persecution, religious persecution. Our members had to live clandestinely in order to survive. Um, but then in almost every general chapter since the end of the persecution, there have been discussions and voting on whether to return to the habit, and we have never done so until this year. So we had a general chapter in February when I was elected the um, superior general, and during that general chapter, the members of the chapter voted to approve some changes to a point in our constitutions and a point in our directory, and then the Vatican approved that. So the new point in our constitutions regards the attire of the confreres. It says the white habit by which, by divine inspiration, our Holy Father founder wore in honor of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary is the solemn garb of the confreres. Daily and in the usual way, clerics may wear ecclesiastical garb according to the norms issued by the Episcopal Conference of the country where they are present. Religious brothers may wear ecclesiastical garb in the manner of the clerics according to the norms of law. In keeping with the spirit of poverty, the attire of the confreres should be simple and modest. And then there was a change in the uh, directory as well. Principles regarding the solemn garb. The white habit which our Holy Father founder wore in honor of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary belongs, among other things, to the inalienable spiritual patrimony of our congregation. Normally, it is received during perpetual vows. It consists of a simple white cassock with a fascia. The pattern of the habit and the time and manner of its reception in particular jurisdictions is confirmed by the Superior General with the consent of his council. The confreres are encouraged to wear it, at least, on the following days. And then are listed the Feast of Blessed George, the Solemnity of St. Stanislaus, the anniversary of the renovation of the congregation, the anniversary of the passing to eternal life of the founder, the commemoration of all the faithful departed, the memorial of all the deceased of our congregation, the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, and the anniversary of the founding of our congregation. And so Brother Stephen will receive this white habit today. And those of us who have already received perpetual vows can choose to wear it as they wish. Um, we conferred with the uh, Vatican on this, and they said, since we are a congregation who has not worn a habit for 100 years, and all of the present members entered the congregation with that in mind, it's better to leave them freedom regarding the wearing of the habit. And so in uh, Vietnam, they received permission from the uh, General Curia to receive the habit at first vows. It's 
very hot in Vietnam, so it helps them to have the white rather than the black. And so yesterday, on the Feast of the Assumption, five men made their first vows and they wore the habit. Three renewed their vows and they switched from the black cassock to the white habit. And then our three priests who are there wore the white habit on the feast day. Now we have some beautiful readings today to help us reflect on the meaning of uh, this perpetual vow ceremony. And uh, Brother Stephen picked these uh, readings out himself and, and it's very powerful for me. So the first reading from the prophet Isaiah comes from the end of the book. It's called the Book of Consolation and it refers to the restoration of Jerusalem at the time of the return of the exiles when it had been destroyed during the Babylonian exile. So God wants to console us and give us hope in the midst of the, uh, the difficulties of our world. And the chapter that we heard um, begins um, with a quote that Jesus did during the, uh, at the beginning of his public ministry when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That comes immediately before the passage that we heard. And in this beautiful passage, the prophet speaks about a mantle of justice, a robe of salvation, the crown of the bridegroom and the jewels of the bride. So as Father Chris said earlier, final vows, perpetual vows is like a nuptial ceremony with the Lord. Brother Stephen is giving himself to the Lord uh, like a bride to the groom uh, as a perpetual offering of himself. Um, it's a beautiful thing. The Jubilee that we're celebrating, this 350th Jubilee, is hearkening back to the oblatio, the oblation, the self-offering that our founder made of himself to the Lord so that he could continue as a religious even after leaving the Pierists. And this was his way of professing his religious vows. The Psalm speaks of having confidence in God, um, longing to see the face of God. Um, the, the, the Psalmist talks about finding protection from his enemies in the temple of the Lord. Our founder wrote uh, the mystical temple of God. He says, we're all mystical temples of God. So the Lord wants to protect us in our temples. And so brother Stephen, as you make your perpetual con consecration to the Lord today, he will be your protector. He will always be your guide. He will always be with you. You will never be alone because he takes those who consecrate themselves to him very, very seriously. And they are his beloved. St. Paul in his letter writes of what the Father has given us through Christ, every spiritual blessing in the heavens. How can we even contemplate that? Every spiritual blessing in the heavens, he gives us everything we need to become holy. He says we're called and chosen from before we were born, from before the world was formed to be holy and without blemish before him. And so of course, Mary in her immaculate conception is the perfect model of that holiness that we are called to. And of course, the white habit, a beautiful symbol of that as well, of our, our identity, our charism, and of the immaculate conception. And St. Paul says, we have been sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit at baptism. Religious consecration is a deepening of the baptismal consecration. And so surely we receive uh, greater and more profound gifts of the Holy Spirit as we make our perpetual profession, our perpetual consecration to the Lord. And in this beautiful blessing, St. Paul speaks of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And we are being drawn into that relationship of love, the exchange of love in the Holy Trinity. 
The gospel comes from Jesus' farewell discourses during um, the Gospel of John. And this passage comes right after uh, he speaks about the vine and the branches and that close union that he wants to have with each one of us. He says, without him, we can do nothing. So here Jesus tells us that he loves us just as the Father loves him. We can't imagine how much the Father loves Jesus and we can't imagine how much the Jesus loves us. Uh, and he teaches how we can remain in that love by keeping his commandments. And that's what he did on earth. He was obedient to his Father. He was submissive to the will of the Father. And he asks us to do the same if we want to find that full fullness of life. Um, and then Jesus wants to convey his joy to us today. He wants us to have the fullness of joy. Joy is a, is a sign of the Holy Spirit, a gift of the Spirit. Um, he wants us to love one another just as he loves us. Um, and he showed us how much he loves us by laying down his life for us on the cross. He calls us friends, not slaves. The, the relationship there that he wants to have. And he has chosen us to bear fruit in the world. And he promises us that the Father will give us what we ask for if we ask it in the name of Jesus. And he commands us to love one another. So it's a profound reading. We should reflect on it our, uh, ourselves, that this meaning of love. Our founder in Norma Vitae, the rule of life that he wrote for us, wanted to base the foundation of his religious congregation on love. He said, we should all remember that the soul of our religious congregation is love. And to the degree that we withdraw from love, we withdraw from life. We can't live without love. God is love and we need love. And so, Brother Stephen, Jesus is equipping you today uh, as you make this consecration to be an instrument of his love in the world to bring this love into the world which so desperately needs that love. So I urge you, uh, as you live your religious life, to follow in the footsteps of our founder, St. Stanislaus, to follow in the example of Blessed George, our renovator, who offered so much for, the, for Christ in the church. I just finished uh, the podcast on uh, the Journal of Blessed George and all he endured, the heroic suffering, unbelievable. So we. We give that gift of ourself, and that's how we, we lay down our life. That's how we give it through love. And as you grow through the years, as you hopefully grow in holiness through the years, you become a more effective instrument in the hands of the Lord, and you will bear fruit. Uh, so we rejoice to you today, and we pray for you today. Brother Stephen uh, lost his uh, fraternal twin brother, Joe, at the time of his first vows. We can't imagine the sorrow of, of, of such a loss. And we can't imagine also the bond of twins who have spent nine months together in the womb. Uh, that, that, that bond which, which is, is as stronger than we can imagine. I have fraternal twins, nephews, they're four years old. And uh, so it's just amazing to see their interaction and how they work with another, one another. But we believe that Joe will be with you in your mission of bringing love into the world. There will be a, a unity there that will never be broken. And so we rejoice with you today. We pray with you. We thank your family. We, we bless you for, for this gift of your son. And uh, we rejoice that the Lord has called and chosen you for perpetual vows. Hello, I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. And I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org 
or search Keeping It Marion on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the Word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marian. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.